Like, not, <laughs> I think yeah, right. I'm every like, morning. The comment every morning when we walk in, Jason be like, man, it smells like tired dope and BO in here. Yeah, <laughs> tired dope and onion. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to RC Underground Radio. Yes, I realize I look like an idiot with this mustache, and I'm okay with it. The ultimate podcast that covers everything RC. You don't need to cut anything either. You can just call this the raw, uncut episode. We can leave it at that. The raw. (laughs) Yeah. Are you drinking dollar store soda again? Quit spending your money on RC stuff. You can buy some (laughs) lean brand soda. Insiders that are shaping the future of the hobby. The, the future, future of, of the, the hobby. hobby. When when we bring this guest on, I guarantee people are going to go. Are you kidding me? He wrote a song. I did. I did. We're going to have to end this soon, huh? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. And we're going to have to edit this. So here are your hosts, Dave Brinkman and Ryan Ratzloff. All right, welcome to another week of RC Underground Radio. This is the show that we've all been waiting for for a long time. We're going to get the inside look of the RC Chili Bowl from our compadres that were there this week. Uh, and uh, I can tell by the way they're both feeling that the uh, Chili Bowl <laughs> flu is a real thing. It's for real. It's real. Uh, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah, Ryan and I both loaded up on uh, vitamin C for like a month, at least a month before, and it didn't help. <laughs> it didn't do squat. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope. Didn't get you ready for anything, huh? Yeah, I know it's the same with uh, with the dog, too. Matt, he's he's under the weather. A lot of people under the weather come back from that. I, I guess, you know, what's your odds, right? You got, you're in the building with 300 people. I guess uh, the chances that nobody's going to well, walk out of there. It started off with uh, move-in day. Uh, Monday morning, we got to the track, what, quarter to five, five o'clock a.m.? Yeah. yeah. Pouring rain, like 38 degrees, and we're standing out there securing our spot so we can get a good uh, pit spot. That didn't help. And Once you're inside the building, it's dry, it's warm, but breathing in, tire prep. Uh, <laughs> yeah the the dirt that's you know we're in a horse arena that's the dirt is soaked with horse pee yeah. that and other dirty people i'm serious every morning the comment every morning when we walk in jason be like man it smells like tired dope and bo in here yeah uh, tired dope and onion yeah. <laughs> and like matt said you know half of the people that go into the restroom they don't wash their hands and sure enough i i, I, I witnessed it, it. So it. we bring yeah. it all home. So let's let let's start it from the beginning, man. You guys are load up the cars. Uh, people are going to want to know what's the full experience. So you load up the cars. You're heading up there. What are you looking at? Nine, ten hours. But actually, you guys went into Missouri somewhere, right? First first run. We headed down to Springfield, uh, Missouri. That was a stop overnight stop there, just a quick uh, get some rest, and uh, so we could check into the Airbnb in the morning. So that was a. Uh, that was an interesting experience in Springfield. Um, <laughs> Let's hear about it. We want to hear it. We want to hear it. Oh, oh man. Hear it. Oh, 
Uh, where do we start? Where do we start? Is Springfield like? I, oh, like an hour hour outside of Springfield is uh, the Uranus Fudge Factory. <laughs> yeah, that place is interesting. I've been there before, but the boys haven't. And yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to take in at that place. Yeah, you definitely don't want to come in the back door at Uranus <laughs> Fudge Factory. Yeah. Well, you're we're, always we're talking more. rear ends, Ryan. So that <laughs> right up your. <laughs> Pun intended, yep. right up your alley, right? It was a the, uh, <laughs> that was a cool joint. That was a cool joint. They had a lot of, uh, you know, obviously fudge there. That's what they do. It's a, you know, it's a, but uh, a lot of cool novelty shirts and, you know, make Uranus great again. I thought that was a that was a cool little uh, slogan there. But um, yeah, it was that was definitely a neat experience, worth the stop. I I had the bladder of a parakeet too, so I think we I I wound up stopping every like thirty forty miles. Yeah, you're getting yeah. to that age, you know. You're getting yeah. to that age where you yeah. know more potty stops along the way. <laughs> we we're rolling, we're rolling down the freeway, I forty four, and uh, <laughs> Ryan knows where I'm going with this. There is a clunker, a uh, Jeep Cherokee pulling a junker uh, Volkswagen Jetta, and hooked up to the Jetta is another junker. There's just like a train of junk going down the freeway i'm like did you guys see that that jeep pulling the jetta no but we saw this one there was like a whole line of them they're all coming from like an auction or going to the dump or something yeah it was the craziest thing so i took a video of it in my car as i'm you know cruising past these and uh there there were some expletives in it because i was just shocked i'd never seen one junker dragging two junkers behind it. I sent it to Derek and he like immediately <laughs> uploaded it to uh to his Instagram to the Carpy's Instagram and he later on that night he's like, dude, this thing's got over like two thousand views already. I was like, Are you serious? <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. So yeah, that's one way to, to uh kick it off. Uh <laughs> seeing strange and unusual. Oh, yeah. we, we, it got even thing. worse once we got into Springfield. Let me tell you. So Jason got something in his eye, so you know we needed to get some 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 drops or some Visine or whatever. So we went to Applebee's because that's what everybody does when they're out on the road. Just go to Applebee's for a quick bite to eat. And there was a Walmart next door. Well, he and Tony went over to that Walmart, and Tony came back and he goes, "Man, you know how they have like those those the people of Walmart." Facebook posts and all that stuff. He goes, they all come from this Walmart. Missouri. He's not lying. It was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. There's like a half a dozen squads parked out front. And I thought, oh man, something's going on. Nope. They're just wandering the monitoring what's going on in there. It was horrible. Just waiting for something. They know something's coming. They know, they know something's going right. to happen. Something's going to pop off. Uh, hotel was cool. That was, that was fine. Um, so yeah, we've traveled probably nine hours the first day. And then we had a two and a half hour drive into Tulsa Sunday morning. Uh, we were able to get into the house. We rented a house. Uh, we were able to get in early. There was rumors that that house was very close to the expo. Is that true or? Yeah, we were literally two blocks from the track. Okay. If you stood on our front porch, you could see the big driller out in front. How'd you yeah. pull that one off? Who, who set that deal up? That was me. I I booked that I booked that house um last March. Yeah, I like to plan ahead. 
Yeah. I said that in the show last week. I'm like, it had to be Jason that did the hometown hookup on that one. Somehow, yeah. some way. Move-in day is kind of like the old Black Fridays, like at Walmart and Target. And they open <laughs> up the door. It's just a mad rush. People are jockeying for position. And we, we were the first ones in line. We, we were there four hours in the cold and the rain. Door goes up. <laughs> now, Tony and I are big dudes, and we're getting pushed aside by, like, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't fly. So we didn't make any friends that <laughs> right away. Yeah, we did get a good spot. We had planned out. We had, we had actually went over uh, the day before, <clears throat> kind of scoping the track out, seeing what's going on, talk, talk to some of the people. Um, checked out Hot Laps, too, at the actual Chili Bowl, which mm-hmm. – my first time ever there that was so cool uh just to witness that i mean the sound i mean you could hear them literally on our front porch and even in our living room of our airbnb um but yeah as far as load-in day um we are we had our spot planned we had figured out what we wanted to do where we wanted to be how we were going to kind of lay things out back to you know jason being the planner he kind of is like all right boys this is what we need to do and and uh it worked out really well i thought we had a, a really actually a prime spot in my opinion. Yeah, we were off the dirt, off in the corner, away from all the dust coming off the track. It was perfect. Neighbors right. were cool. Yeah, that's the other part. I mean, how you probably met a lot of new people, right? Right off the bat. I think, you know, everybody's there for the same reason. Just have a good time to start. I'm sure it gets more competitive as the week goes on. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, where were people from? Some of the other states that were around you, like, pretty much from everywhere? Well, it's actually crazy. We were um, we were at our Airbnb, and we're outside. We're just we're taking some cars out. This was uh, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're taking our cars out and just running them out in the street, scuffing in tires and and things like that, and <laughs> scuffing in I, new bodies. Yeah, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. But um, okay, okay, I'll, I, I got to tell this story through my perspective. All right, so. Jason gets his car out there. He's the first one in the street and he's wow, 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 flying up and down the street, right? And I was like, oh, right on, you know? So Tony brings his car out. I think he brought his street stock or his B mod. I think it was his street stock. Street stock. He brings it up. Nobody on it, right? And they're drag racing down the street. And I was like, this ain't going to be good. <laughs> this will not be good. Well, Tony's got pretty big motor in that thing. So he, he pulled a little bit on Jason, but then he brake checked Jason. Now, Jason has a brand new body on his car. Mm. This thing went like just <laughs> catapulting and slid. I don't know, Jason, like 90 feet on the roof. At least a block. <laughs> it oh, was man. insane. It was insane. Oh, so it's like, here you go. You know, you want to go in a chili, chili bowl looking all good. And here Jason's car slid on its dome for about <laughs> a full city block. It was. But yeah, I think was, he lost three. What was pins. I most worried about? I think the just bo- the vinyl. The body pins. Well, the body clips. Yeah. He's like, where my body clips go? They were all gone. So there's a guy across the street pulls up and he's like, oh, you guys need some more speed or something like that. Turns out he was running Chili Bowl. Who's from Seattle? Uh, had flown in that day. So, I mean, that's about as West Coast as, 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 as one can get. Um, and I know there were, there were people, definitely East Coast people out there too. Um, met, we just met, there were people all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, we had the uh, the Salvis brothers. They're from Quebec. So they come down, and they ran PTs on Saturday, which is in Bloomington, Illinois. Then they cruise down to uh, Tulsa. They spend the week there. 
and I think they're going to Snowbirds too. So they're they're on the road for like a month, month and a half. Wow. Yeah, they put a lot of miles on. They got a big rig too. Yeah, people really get into stuff. I mean, it's they do it just like the big boys do, right? They're out on the road and got their yeah. uh, got their haulers and all their stuff. And so, did you see a lot of that? You see a lot of uh, trailers inside the building. There, there were a few. Um, it's it's hard at at at, at RC Chili Bowl uh, if you've got a trailer because you're kind of in a separate area. You're kind of quarantined off a little bit. Okay. Um. You know, it's one thing if you've got a trailer and it's all set up, ready to go, and you can just wheel in. That's great. But it, it does kind of separate you a little bit from the event, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It, it, it's kind of take it or leave it, right? I mean, if, if, if you're more of an introvert, definitely want to be in a trailer and you have the means, go for it. Um, but uh, something about being there around all those people, and, and that was really cool. Sure. Um being inside and yeah i wouldn't want to be separated i wouldn't you know a lot of the guys they do they bring trailers but like ryan said they're in a separate building you're isolated hmm. i want to go there for the whole experience you know yeah. mix it up with the people because i saw like i think justin haley right didn't he have a, a trailer did he have it more in that area he was in he was in the regular building with us he was part of um uh paul peterson's uh pit okay justin has a beautiful trailer Really, really nice. But you talk about a guy that is intense in RC, and we we can go more into it. But that dude is dialed in. Yeah, let's start with Jason. Just tell us a little bit about uh, what you saw with him. You know, he and I have uh, we're in like a group chat um, with Paul Peterson, and a couple other guys, and uh, kind of standoffish, which I can understand. You know, he doesn't doesn't want to give up too much. Um, but after talking to him for a while, he's just a regular dude with a really cool job. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he shared a lot with Ryan and I, uh, a lot of speed secrets, which was cool. Uh, I won't divulge, but yeah, we learned a ton. The guy has just got cars figured out and real racing, real cars. I've learned is really the real car racers are so much better at setting cars up than, you know, a hobbyist like me. He really knows his stuff. Cool dude. So what do you you think that is? I mean, obviously it's experience with cars and how shocks work and all that, but sometimes RC cars can be different than full-size cars. So what do you, what do you really think that advantage is? I think it's, I mean, he lives and breathes racing, you know, when he's not, running his cup car. He's running his dirt modified when he's not doing that. He's at the RC track. Um, so, I mean, the three of us, we have different things in our life that are going on. That dude is racing. That's all he does. Um, yeah. So I think that, that, that helps, you know, how can I say this? He, he's fully in, he's entrenched in, in the hobby and, um, he knows what he's doing. And and I will be the first to stand up on, you know, a tabletop and say, hey, this this dude's legit. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the track surface and all of that. But, you know, um, in his uh, his a main in street stock, you know, I mean, he was up some up against some crazy competition in that street stock class. And you got Drake Hartzell, who was, you know, putting his car sideways into the corners and and Haley's car. He was coming off like he was you know, he was driving on asphalt. 
I mean, that's how smooth and consistent he was. He knew what he was doing to that car. And when he talked to me about, you know, what he was doing in between runs in terms of maintenance and all of that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another legit. level. Yeah, dude's he's on point. He's on point. You cannot take anything away from that guy. Um, he was the smoothest driver out there, the most consistent. I think if you were go to go back and and look at his consistent consistency in my laps, uh, I think he would have smoked everybody. Um, yeah, and he didn't have the fastest car. No, he didn't it, need it. It was it was yeah. He was by far not the fastest one out there, but dude is so smooth. Folks, are you looking to gain an extra tenth on the racetrack? Or maybe hoping to have a few more ladies in your pit area? Listen, I'm sorry to say that Carpies can't work miracles in those departments. But here's the good news. The folks at Carpies can definitely help you become the ultimate toy car nerd like me. How do you ask? With their custom RC wraps and killer collection of official RC branded merch. So, while they can't promise to shave a tenth off your lap time, they sure as heck can make you look cool. So go ahead and use promo code RCU10 upon checkout at CARPYS.com for 10% off. Again, that's promo code RCU10 upon checkout. Carpies, wrapping winner since 2013. Who are some of those aces? And then who were like some shockers that, uh, that you saw out there? Um, oh, Grant Riles. Super nice dude. Super fast. Uh, Oh, um, Justin Draymeyer. He's a big yeah. country guy, bib overalls. Mm. You see him on the street, you'd be like, you know, farmer, truck driver, you know, big rough dude is so smooth on the track, so fast. Um, uh, local guy, Brian, Lor- uh, Brian Laurent, uh, he races with us at Attitude. Um, he's always super fast, super smooth. He had some bad luck last week. Um, I don't think he did as well as as I would expect him to. Um, Cole Hartline, young kid out of Illinois, fast, smooth, good driver, uh, has a good team behind him, supporting him. Um, had a really good week, I think, in the mains, had some bad luck. It's a mix. You know, you go in there and track surface is, is way different than what we're used to. Uh, you can't explain the dirt. It's just completely different. Uh, track maintenance crew I think did a really good job but the cold temperature outside made the HVAC system the heating constantly running so that dried it out Um, Mm -hmm. so it was anyone's ball game and do you think they do that on purpose or is it because of that because of the environmental issues involved do they have to really keep it more of a you know a, a soft track or whatever you want to call it. Oh, they have, they actually have track rebuilds built into the day. I think it's like every 16 to 18 uh, races, they till the track. I think it's like two inches of, of the top of the track. They till up, they run it in, water it a little bit. So when the first five, first five or six runs, it's loose. It's loose, loose dirt. Um, when I was there two years ago, uh, temperature outside was warmer. It was in the seventies heat, uh, the heat in the building wasn't running. So you'd bring your track off and you'd have mud packed in the, in the wheels this year. You didn't. Um, so it was a lot, a lot drier, um, 
tricky, but everyone has to race on the same surface, and some people can figure it out and others can't. So how did you find that, Ryan? How did you find that loose dirt? I knew you knew going into it, it was going to be different than what you run at Trackside or Attitude. So yeah, I mean, was it what you expected? Yeah, Trackside's pretty high bite, and Attitude, it's a different type of dirt. It was a lot. It was a lot of learning. And, you know, the, the thing is, is you've got a lot of good established racers. I mean, it, it, the, the crew I was with, you know, Jason Malecki, uh, Jason Van Eyes, you know, Tony Balistrieri, Jordan – you know, even those guys are telling me, you know, do this, do that, you know, and I would listen to a good majority of it. And some of it, I'm like, no, I'm going to stick with it. Like turning my radio down, Jason. Yeah. You should have just grabbed me and bought me over the head because I'm a goon, but um, it's a lot. And, you know, tightening that car up because on that, on that loose dirt, especially after a while, after it got dusty, it was one groove. And if you got out of the groove, a half a car, your lap was destroyed. Um, you know, and then you're you're trying to play catch up. You're dumping into the corner. I mean, it was it was a challenge for me. Now, after racing it for a week, I think I was getting close. I know my B mod was very, I would say, decent. Um, I could certainly drive the car. Uh, my street stock, I, I just could not get control of, and you know, that's that's all part of it. Is uh, just understanding the track surface, but it was a huge learning experience for me. I, I mean, I look at it as, as, as mission accomplished. I learned a lot, uh, took away some good notes. Um, I did a lot of note taking uh, to make sure that on that type of track condition, I'll, I'll be set up and ready to go. All right. So let's take a snapshot of you guys' uh, day one. Let's go day by day. So day one. You get uh, some hot laps. You get some practice. Day Two. one was the longest day ever. That was the that was the day I wanted to just put a bullet in my head. <laughs> like like Jason had mentioned, we were literally there at five a.m. I mean, up at the crack of dawn. I think didn't we leave you, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Was, so the way the house was set up, my bedroom was like an addition to the build to the house. So you had to go through a game room to get to my bedroom. And I'm up at 4.30. I'm ready to go. And I'm trying to be quiet. You know, I know Michaela was going to sleep in. Well, it comes 5 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going. Screw these guys. I don't care if they're sleeping or not. And I tiptoe out into the living room. Nobody's up. Nobody's. It's all dark. I look outside. These fools left me. No cars <laughs> in the driveway. They're already at the track. And I asked Ryan, I'm like, where are you? Oh, we're at the track. We wanted you to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, move in the first day. Move in at 9 o'clock, and you set up your pit, which takes a while. We had quite a bit of space. Um, registration, uh, handout motors for the uh, uh, wingless class. And then I believe we got on track around 4 p.m. for practice. And Ryan and I went together. And I knew, I knew it was coming. He, he's not used to all that power. First lap, all I hear was, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he wasn't used to all that speed. No. Uh, so the line was like a million miles long, but you only get like two minutes of practice. So you take your car, you go to the end of the line, try to get as many rounds of practice as you can. I think I got a total of five rounds of practice between the two cars. Ryan, probably about the same. Uh, yeah, it's a trip. Yeah. You get no track time. 
Yeah, you get absolutely no track time, and like literally, you're standing in line. And then on top of it, it's not practice by division, mm. so you're out there with you know everybody, sprints. I mean, and you're like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I'm I'm cruising along in a big B mod. Uh, last thing I want to do is take out a wingless car or something like that. So you've you've got to be cognizant of that. That kind of instantly makes you a little bit of better of a driver because you, you're 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 really looking ahead uh, to make sure you don't blast somebody um but yeah that was rough and i don't think we got out, out of the track till gosh probably 11 that night yeah about 10 o'clock yeah i think they shut it down wow okay so first night is pretty much just practice get as many rounds as you can so then day two is when it starts to get a little more organized you are starting to run in your classes um so again day day two now day two you show up at 7 a.m and doors open uh I think practice started at eight and they had it separated by class. So all the, all the mods ran together, all the wing sprints ran together, all the late models. And then after that, um, again, you only got like two and a half minutes. That was your practice for the day. And then, uh, later in the day, they started a seating round. And the way they do that is they give you two and a half or three minutes and you got to put together five good laps. And that determines uh, your starting position in the qualifiers for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Or Wednesday, yeah. Okay, so how'd that go for you, Jason? Not too good. No, not at all. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but I was blowing off the left rear. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go into that a little bit. So what in the world was going on there? <clears throat> um. We thought it was like a bad batch of uh, uh, tire glue because the glue was really brittle. Hmm. So that played a part in it. And uh, the car was just leaning too much. It was leaning too too hard on the right. So I didn't have enough droop in that left rear to keep the traction. Um, so I would unload that left rear. It would balloon up and <laughs> pop the bead. Uh I did that three times on my mod, so I I junked three tires within two minutes. Yeah, it's funny. So there's a there's a uh, company that takes photos there. What's the name of that that photo company? Jason? Oh, Filmar. Filmar. So they were taking action shots, and Jason and I were like, "Let's go check out some some pictures, right?" And we're clicking through all the thumbnails, and I see his car, and then I was like, "Dude, look at that! Look <laughs> at that!" And he's like, "Oh." Oh man, you know, I mean, it looks rowdy as heck, but yeah. it's no good, obviously, for the car. Right. Um, yeah, I think that picture pretty much broke the internet. It's a cool picture, but man, it was embarrassing. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> that's just terrible. It was, uh, yeah. I think I honestly think it was a batch, certainly a batch of bad glue, and then obviously just maybe not enough droop in that left rear. But that car was fast. Dave, I'll send you some pictures. I have uh, uh, a right front going in the corner. I have a right front tire that's ballooned up like a pizza cutter too. So I'll, they're pretty cool shots. All right. So how'd your day go, Brian? Um, learning, learning, learning. Uh, street stock. I, you know, I should have turned that thing down to about forty percent. I was running a. 10 now you say it. I, I was know. on what? him all week. Turn your radio down. Turn it down. Turn it yeah, down. So oh, I'm I, gonna send it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I turned up. it down. <laughs> It was what's up. I turned it down about 70%, per, 70, 75%. What do you mean by when you say turn the radio down? If you think it on a scale of zero to 100, 
you know, obviously we all want 100, um, but we're just turning out down that max capacity, right? Or that max throttle input. And that's basically just to try to keep the wheels under you, right? How, how quickly the car gets up to speed, right? Or the motor does, um, playing a lot with that, but that I learned a lot through that process. Um, B mod was, was pretty rowdy right out of the gate. Um, had to tighten it up a little bit, but through all that, you know, you, you, you get in a little damage, so on and so forth. My motor was getting really hot and I was running a, uh, five turn, uh, motive, an MC four and huge shoot, shout out to, uh, Zach Rose. Um, I actually took my motor over to him. Well, here's the thing. My, my five turn was getting hot. I pulled it out and it just was not very free. Um, there was, there was an issue with it. I didn't know. Walked over to the Wits booth, bought a new 5.5 uh, turn motor and thought, you know what? Zach Rose is here. I'm going to, I'm going to see what he thinks and gave it to him. He's like, buddy, I think you might've dropped some solder down in it or something. Let me take care of it for you. I'll have it ready in the morning. And I'm like, really? Sure enough. He threw a new uh, uh, rotor in it and sensor board had it in the morning. So the wits went in the, in the box and threw the five turn back in and uh, the MC four and it had plenty of, plenty of power all week. But um, yeah, B mod was definitely my, the car. Um, But again, you get so much corners or you get so much straightaway speed with those cars and then slowing them down. I mean, you know, I, I was getting body rub and all sorts of stuff. So I was, you know, having to that and I was hitting some stuff too. So uh, that kind of affected things, but uh, we were able to trim that up. And um, because I did have an, air, an instance where my right front was actually hitting my body a little bit and creating a massive push with the car. So um, once we got that taken care of, yeah, it was, was pretty decent. And then a lot of it really boiled down to, you know, staying in the groove. It was a one groove track. As I mentioned before, the minute you got out of it, it would really upset me. And I'm not experienced enough to be able to settle back in as quickly as some other drivers would. Um, It seemed like when I could turn, you know, a lap and stay in the groove, I was, I was wicked fast, but uh, it's just, you know, maintaining that talent level. Yeah. The, the concentration has to be, has to be wild and something like that. I mean, you're racing against really good drivers, right? So best of the best. um, Yeah. Best of the best. So, Okay, so your day two is, you're, you're like you said, you're learning. Cars starting to come around, more comfortable in the B mod then than the street stock. Would you say? For me, Fair. yeah, yeah. All right. How about a shout out to the rest of the boys? So, how are the rest of the uh, the Wisconsin team doing? They're struggling along with us. You know, it's and everyone in everyone in the building. You know, just constantly wrenching bouncing ideas off of each other which is cool you know it's it's the biggest dirt oval race in the world you know nobody gets more entries um and as competitive as it is you can go to your neighbor and bounce ideas off them and go to the big guys you know zach rose uh any of the custom work guys are more than willing to help you out uh, matt murphy is usually really good he was out sick um, but yeah, we all pretty much were struggling along together and every day we got a little bit faster, a little bit more consistent. Um, the, the whole team, you know, Jordan, Tony, uh, Jason, even Michaela all helping each other out. It was, it was uh, yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool team that we had. I mean, Jason Van Nuys is, I mean, he is the iron man. The dude is, is incredible. Um, 
with, with his driving skills and setup abilities. And, and even he was struggling a little bit. So we were kind of all in that same boat. And, um, but we all talked through it. Hey, what's going on? What are the issues? You know, that type of thing. So it worked out well for all of us. But again, we improved. Every time we went out, we always improved. All right. So you get through day two. You kind of think about what you're going to do for day three. But before that, what happens behind the scenes in day two? You know, you got to go back. Is there any Tulsa nightlife? Is there anybody that gets together? Does everybody think they're going to do that? But then they're so doggone tired. Everybody just wants to go home and and rest or how how's that roll? The coolest thing that we did, in my opinion, is we had like family dinners. So the first night, I'll call them the Van Nuys's. Um, we each bought a steak, but they did all the sides and stuff. Jason cooked them up. Michaela baked like a pie and a and you know we had all the fixings and all that stuff. So we had a really nice family dinner. Um, Tony did lasagna one night. Jason did uh, like. Mexican night tacos and queso and all that stuff. So we had that, and um, I did chili one night. Jordan did pizza. <laughs> nice, nice. It was Italian night. Yeah, it was Italian night. <laughs> it was supposed to be something else, but <laughs> yeah, homie was a little too uh, wrecked up. But you know, so you you have all these intentions of sure. of going out. I'm gonna party, yeah. And it's like you know what? I spent a lot of money to be here. I'm with good people. Let's just get a good night's rest and get after it in the morning. Because you know, to to burn the midnight oil, I did. I personally didn't need to do it. I mean, and there were a lot of nights like, I swear, Walaki he turns into a pumpkin after like eleven o'clock. So dude was already <laughs> off. He was our. You were already off sleeping, Jason. But yep. I mean, there were a lot of nights where it was uh, me, Tony Balistrieri, Jason Van Nuys. You know, Michaela would kind of head off to bed a little early, but we just sit up and talk racing. You know, we were watching uh, stuff from the Chili Bowl on Flow on the TV at the house, you know, just just kicking back, relaxing. Um, and we're all older now. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm, like, right. Um, yeah, nightlife. I don't I don't think it was that crazy, Jason. I think one night I got I got into some moonshine with some hillbillies. Oh, boy. I, That's yeah. why you're sick. Dude. No, that, yeah. that sure knocks everything out. It knocked everything out. Right, but share um, the jar, man. Share it's it's jar. that damn Super 8 that we stayed at Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that place is pretty shady. And I could barely even sleep every night. So oh, yeah. Yeah, so Jason experienced it one night, maybe two. Um, but my boy, Tony, between me and him, I bet you I bet you they could hear us at the actual Chili Bowl <laughs> snoring. Um, snoring so away. I had... I had noise cancel. I had my AirPods in on noise canceling that I'd sleep with at night to try and, you know, hey, I get mm-hmm. it. You know, people snore. It's no big deal. And me and Tony, we were rooming together. Um, so, yeah, if it wasn't him sawing wood, I was. It was just, <laughs> yeah, it, it, our room our room was uh, was a blast. But so there, you'd lose some sleep there just right out of the gate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what it was like in there on uh, chilly night. I don't want to know. <laughs> Oh yeah, it smelled like farts and and uh, <laughs> even Michaela. Michaela says I've never heard or smelled more farts in my life. Oh yeah, she was like our little sister, you know. We just after oh, yeah. day after day one, she's just one of the guys, and she took it like a champ. She was awesome. Well, yeah, she did was she so- race? Did you guys? No, say she raced. No, no she just. I wish around. she would. She's yeah. probably pretty good. She's got a hell of a good chief. Yeah. yeah. 
She's a good woman. I, I, you know, she, her and Jason, they're, they're obviously a couple that are really good together. And, uh, yeah, she was just an absolute sweetheart. She was like, I, I you know, kind of like the house mom taking care of us. I mean, my laundry was done one day. I'm like, what the hell are you doing that for? You know, you don't have to. And, but, uh, no, she's, she was really, it was nice actually having her on the trip. And, um, but yeah, she did. She was kind of one of the guys after a while. You know, we didn't, I don't think we held anything back. No, I apologize for our behavior, but yeah, she <laughs> took it like a champ. The ladies, uh, yeah, they, they had a lot to this racing. I know, Jason, you posted uh, a little note that your wife um, yeah. actually had in your bag. That was, that was super awesome. Yeah, Kim is, she's exceptional when it comes to this stuff. You know, she's super supportive. And anytime I want to just, you know, take a two or three day trip somewhere and just like go and I'll stay in like the dumpiest hotel to save my and she's like, No she she's she's awesome. She's way supportive. You know, I, I know I'm lucky. That's that's why I sent her flowers. Yeah, that was awesome too. I saw that too. But I think she's saying going in a little nicer hotel because she really doesn't want you to bring the bed bugs home. Right. She's seen she's, got- she's seen pictures. Yeah. I've stayed in some dumps. Right, and, right. and Jason, Jason was like the, the like the, uh, the 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 dad on the trip because he's like, dude, do you send your wife flowers? I was like, no, I didn't even send her some flowers. Okay, dad. So I did. I, I sent Holly some flowers too, but I admit it was all Walecki's idea. Holly, I'm sorry, um, but yeah, just just super cool um, having supportive, you know, wives back at home that allow us to do this stuff and hang out for a week, especially given everything that we were experiencing up here in Wisconsin. Um, you know, we're sitting down in Tulsa and shoot, what was it? 15 degree weather while, you know, it's negative four up here and 18 inches of snow. It's like, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that, that brings us to day three. We still got a lot of days to go. I'm, I'm already <laughs> feeling the chili bowl grind. I'm even there just talking about it. You're going to get the chili bowl flu here just just talking about all this. Yeah, right, right. It's coming right through the airwaves, right? So, okay, we're up to day three. What's different from day two to day three? Jason, take us through your day. Uh, it's getting a little bit more serious now. You know, you're seeing you know, where you're seating. You get your first qualifier in. You want to just keep working your way up, I think. Uh, day one, I was like 30th with both cars. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta do better. So it gets a little more serious, less, less joking around, more concentrating, spending more time at the, at the track, you know, monitoring, uh, uh, track conditions. Cause uh, you can look and you see, okay, I'm uh fifth race after a rebuild. So you go out there for the rebuild uh earlier in the day and you see okay five races later the track is going to be like this and you try to make adjustments that way um you get a little bit more focused on what you're doing um still having a good time but uh so after day three i think i moved up a few spots with both cars um i think ryan did too uh all the guys did actually um but yeah you, you hit it. it it starts to become a grind you know you're there 7 a.m till 9 p.m day three you're like oh man and i've said this a million times the days are super long at chili bowl but the week goes by fast before you know it holy crap it's thursday you know 
and you got two more days. I was amazed for the, the for the times that I you know I try to peek in and watch each of your races and stuff, keep up with that. Um, but I was amazed at how flattened that track got. And I think people that don't really realize RC cars versus real racing, like that's why they have to re rerun a track, regroom a track at, at your major dirt track, right? Just because everything's getting compacted. And I was shocked to see how fast and how compacted those track, the RC track got. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, what was it? Tuesday night after Monday or two? Yeah. Tuesday night after seating. Tuesday night. Yeah. They had open practice and they don't, they don't do any track maintenance for open practice after the day is done. And our cars were like three quarter of a second to one second faster per lap as as it started to rubber up you know you can just see it's just getting darker and you got that blue groove and you're just flying i'm like oh man i wish they would just leave the track like this all day <laughs> yeah you're boogieing all right everybody this is just so much good stuff we can't cram it all into one show so this is going to be the end of episode one boys i want to thank you so much for bringing so much content you brought some way more back from tulsa than uh, i think we anticipated but it's been fun so far yeah, we brought a lot back, like diseases. Pink eye and <laughs> golden corral herpes. <laughs> oh, golden corral. Oh. All right, all right. You got to wait for the next episode to hear, to hear more stories. Thank you for listening to the RC Underground Radio Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell your fellow racers about the show. Tune in again next week for more RC content.